sat in Sandra's kitchen, the women and their dogs. Finn was possessed by post-incident excitement, and he skittered and spiralled idiotically across the floor with his tail in his mouth. He looked like a mutant crab. Betty sat primly looking the other way, and Sandra's elderly Alsatian paid nobody any mind. He lay on his big stained cushion in an alcove, that had long been his alone, and snored. Now and then he emitted a silent gust of foul wind that even Sandra noticed. Jesus Fritz, she said, and wafted a hand ineffectually. Annie sat mute and pale, and Josie only smiled. Breakfast detritus was all across the table, including a bottle of milk and an open plastic tub of butter, its surface soft and littered with toast crumbs. A late wasp, survivor of the recent Indian summer, performed listless sorties through the clutter. Sandra didn't apologise for the mess because she didn't see it. Josie saw it but didn't mind it. Only Annie, whose own domestic life was rigorously ordered, noted the squalor and felt uncomfortable. Her tea was untouched, because there were traces of an earlier brew on the rim of the mug, dried droplets of someone else's brown drink. And although Josie and Sandra were talking nineteen to the dozen about the drama, Annie only sat, consciously quiet, wondering if they'd noticed she wasn't joining in, wondering when they could leave. Then Josie said, So Annie, he followed you all the way. Annie looked up and nodded. And what do you think got his goat? You see, I couldn't find Finn's lead. This was no answer at all. Nutters like that don't need much of a reason to blow their tops, Sandra said. Josie nodded. It's true, she said. She rubbed Annie's back and Annie managed a watery smile. Sandra gave a sudden spurt of laughter. Your face, she said to Josie. You thought I'd gone mad. I couldn't believe my eyes, Josie said. And you, a librarian. Sandra smiled grimly. What a brute, though. He called Annie a bitch. Annie winced. He thumped her window as if he wanted to smash it. What if he'd hit you? Josie said. What if he'd had a knife? Sandra shrugged. He could have hurt you. Well, what was I supposed to do? Sandra was starting to feel nettled now, and she looked at Annie expecting some form of support, if not actual acclaim. But Annie was hunched in her chair, feeling sorry for herself, and even when Finn crashed into the dresser and rattled the plates on his mad progress round the kitchen, she just sat on, silent and suffering. Annie? Sandra said. Annie looked up again, slowly, as if it required an effort. Her pale blue eyes were rimmed with red. You are okay? You're not saying much. Annie stared at Sandra. You haven't even said thank you, Sandra said. Oh, but didn't I? said Annie, startled into finding her voice. Nope. I'm sure I did. Well then, said Sandra, as long as you're sure you did, I suppose that's the main thing. She stood up 
and stomped to the sink, where she jettisoned her tea and dumped the mug among the dirty breakfast pots. Well, anyway, thank you, Sandra, Annie said, anxious now, and Sandra said, Sure, whatever. There was a silence, and it might have turned prickly, except for a terrific clattering on the stairs and the crash of a door hurled open. A teenage boy plunged into the room, then drew back in some confusion when he found the kitchen full of women and dogs. His face coloured instantly. You're late, Sandra said, without turning round. The boss comes in three minutes. His blushing face now took on an injured look. You didn't wake me, he said. I did, but you went back to sleep. Well, you didn't wake me again. Correct. I said I wouldn't, so I didn't. She was pretty.